What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and this is the 250 Nash- Lucas Oil Pro Motocross AMA National Review or Preview Show. I'm going to run down uh, pretty much all the rev- relevant uh, competitors in the 250 class. And uh, who better to do it with me than a motocross historian, a passionate lover of all things two wheels, goes by the name of Matt Weller. Matt, welcome back to the show. Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me. How are you? Hey, I'm not doing too bad, my friend. It's been uh, a a bit too long since we had you on the show last. Uh, I believe it was uh, just prior to Supercross when we did a show much like this, talking about the uh, the stadium series that runs in the winter. But uh, I think this is both of our bread and butters. This uh, This is the outdoors. This is what we can relate to. Yeah, I'm ready. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, I kind of, I wouldn't speak for all motocross fans, but many motocross fans when it comes to uh, outdoor motocross, uh, there's a certain connection that fans have with outdoors that is uh, is a little bit unlike Supercross because I don't know what it's like to jump a Supercross triple, but uh, a lot of the features that you find on a motocross track uh, at the AMA Nationals are ones that maybe I don't navigate as quickly as these guys, but uh, the same, it's the same jumps or uh, a similar like setup that, that, that I've even either re- jumped or navigated through here in Winnipeg or actually go down to Millville and, and, and race the pro day or the, uh, not the pro day, but the amateur day. Um, yeah, I think there's that, that kind of a connection that you don't really get with Supercross. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I've got way more of a connection to the outdoor series because I, I ride motocross, so I, I enjoy it. I like going to the track. You can get right up to the fence and get dirt in your face and, you know, much more of an experience, and you don't get that in the stadium. You do not get that, absolutely. You're basically, uh, your vantage point at a national is sometimes better and more close up than some of the photographers get in Supercross, uh, and, and that, I, I totally mean that. You're, you're right in there on the action, you're smelling the fumes, and uh, let's kick this thing off, man. Let's talk about the 250s. All right, let's do it. All right, we're going to do this a little bit differently than most uh, uh, other uh, reviews and, and other shows do. They, they kind of talk about the uh, the contenders and then, and then who's going to fill out the rest of the series. 
But I'd like to actually kind of like uh, unpack this this class uh, team by team, kind of just going through each rider. That way we don't uh, uh, miss anybody and uh, and kind of just give our thoughts on, on where, where they're going to fit in. And uh, and then I guess at the end of the, uh, this podcast, we can kind of uh, lay out where we think uh, or maybe our top three, top five is going to uh, sort out. Sound good? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's start up with the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team, uh, a team that uh, had a ton of talent coming into this uh, season as far as Supercross went, some injuries um, that Austin Forkner uh, raced through, Adam C. and Cerullo raced through, and Martin Davalos also raced through throughout Supercross uh, at one point, uh, Martin having to throw in the towel because he had multiple injuries he was dealing with. This series, we, we lose... Not only Martin to uh, an uh, MCL knee surgery uh, recovery and a neck injury, uh, but we also le- le- lose Adam Cianciarolo, uh, a guy who I would pick uh, as a favorite for this championship uh, to uh, a torn ACL that uh, he sustained in 2017. He's getting that thing fixed. So now the roster of the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team looks like this. Joey Savacci, Austin Forkner, and Garrett Marchbanks. What do you think about these three guys? Well, I think uh, Fortner is going to carry the torch for the team once again. Um, I would say March Banks is probably going to be the second, and um, Savachi is going to be third in that order for that team, um, only based upon Savachi's inconsistencies. I think the other two are going to be uh, maybe just a little bit better than him. I think so, too. Um, I obviously think that March Banks is going to be like all rookies and come in with a, a lap-leading speed, most likely will lead, lead laps at some point during the summer, but um, the growing pains that come along with uh, with being a first-year uh, athlete is, uh, is, is something that, that uh, just about everyone deals with, the exception of your rookie Carmichael's, your uh, James Stewart's, and Ryan Villapotos, all of them on Kawasaki's, by the way, same team, actually. Uh, oh, no, actually... Uh, Bubba was on the factory team, and that was politics. But anyway, yeah, he um, like the, the it, there's not too many guys that get out of their first season uh, outdoors and actually uh, make a huge splash and even win some races. So, but I th- I think that uh, March Banks can definitely uh, he can run up front. I think he'll be a, a regular top five guy. But uh, yeah, I think like I think you're totally right. Uh, Austin Forkner, a broken collarbone from Minneapolis, which was uh, over six eight weeks ago already. Uh, most likely plated, so those guys can pretty much put as much weight as they want on it immediately, or not soon, at, not too far after. Uh, and a concussion that, uh, like all concussions, are like snowflakes. I can't speak to where he is in the concussion protocol, but I see him riding. So I would, I would say that's about as close to return to, to action as you can be. So uh, I expect him to come out this weekend, um, gun like guns blazing, and uh, I think he's going to be uh, leading the Kawasaki guys. That's for sure. I think he's going to start the first few rounds a little slow, just coming back from the the injury. Right. Um, he hasn't been on the bike as long as everybody else. March Banks obviously didn't race Supercross, and um, he's just been outdoor testing. And uh, I've seen this kid race at Loretta Lens, and I think he's he's gonna he's gonna come out definitely guns a blazing, and. Um, I think by the season end, I think fatigue will start to set in, but I think he'll he'll consistently be a f- top five um, runner from, from moto to moto. I'm not saying top five overalls, but you know he'll he'll 
top five motos here and there. And, you know, I, I could see him being on the podium by, you know, four or five rounds in. Oh, for sure. I think by Muddy Creek, a track that uh, I think he'd be familiar with racing it as an amateur. Um, I, I think that, that uh, you're totally right. And, and as far as preparation goes, there might be uh, maybe like he might be the most prepared outdoor rider coming into this series other than maybe uh, an Alex Martin uh who who's basically been motoring down outdoors since uh, he's been able to get back on the bike so um yeah I, I think you're totally right and I think uh like the the one guy that's kind of the elephant in the room a guy that's led the points in one of the last two years um in the 250 class Joey Savacci um one win in Supercross, uh, not a whole lot of standout performances that way. Uh, I kind of feel like this is a bit of a down year for Joey, and not to say that he's going through the motions because none of these guys do. Um, I just don't. I I I don't like. I haven't I haven't seen him pop off the page all year in uh, in Supercross. I kind of expect that to continue. Yeah, I think you're you're right. Um... You know, kind of showed signs of speed last year, but then he just had his his inconsistencies, mistakes here, crashes here, things like that. So, um, you know, last year on the team, I I I don't really see him doing a whole lot to set the world on fire. But I mean, he'll still be you know, I, he'll finish the series in top five in points no oh, yeah. matter what. And he'll win and he'll win a moto or he'll he'll win so he'll win a national uh, throughout the summer. I guarantee that. Oh yeah, definitely. You can't count him out. No. But uh, but yeah, that, that that's your your Kawasaki guys. I think uh, your um, your biggest threat for the championship from uh, uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki is Austin Forkner. I think you're right. I think he's going to start out slow, but uh, he's really going to come on during the second half of the season. Talk about a team that just switched gear brands back to one of their original. Uh, gear brands they worked with way back in the day. I guess it was the second gear brand they used was Shift back in 2004, 2005. Uh, Geico Honda. Uh, they come with a, uh, a a full roster, including one 450 rider by the name of Christian Craig, who will be running out of the uh, the, the Honda truck. I think because he'll be one of the only guys uh, running out of that truck all 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 summer long. But um, like uh, who jumps off the page at you uh, with with the Geico team? Brand new, uh, brand new look. Uh, a lot of the same riders that we've seen from them in the last couple of years. What uh, what what do you what do you see when you see that little roster of uh, Jeremy Martin, R.J. Hampshire, Chase Sexton, and Cameron McAdoo? Well, uh, first thing is I see a lot of red, but. Uh... <laughs> I Jeremy Martin's my my pick for the title, and he's definitely my my uh, pick to to lead this this squad. Um, probably followed up by Chase Sexton and McAdoo, and then Hampshire. Yeah, like there's the two guys on this who, and like it's kind of it's kind of hard to say that you don't know really know what to expect from Hampshire because I believe this is his fourth year pro. Um, is that uh, he's had injuries. Uh, and, and this is a neck injury and some ribs uh, from from Daytona and um, like neck injuries, back injuries. They're 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 not something to, to mess around with. Like you might feel 100 percent today, uh, you might not feel 100 uh, percent midway through the first moto. I think those those things are very finicky, and it's tough to say whether he's at 100 percent. And uh, I honestly don't know what I can ex- what to expect from an RJ Hampshire who uh walked away with the last um like the 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 American 
GP, the USGP last year, absolutely walked over anyone on a very, like a, maybe a talent depleted, depleted field in the 250 class. Um, but uh, I, I just don't know what to expect from him. And uh, I, I completely forgot that they had Cameron McAdoo on the team. So that really goes to show uh, how, how many uh, rounds that we've seen him in. Uh, he's, he's coming off of a shoulder injury. Those are no joke. Um, I expect Cameron McAdoo and RJ Hampshire to probably be battling quite a bit throughout the year, most likely in your seven, eight, nine spot. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's actually probably Definitely. generous. They're probably more closer to the nine, eleven, twelve spot. Man, McAdoo's got, in my opinion, he's got the outdoor speed. Um, I think so. I'm going off of Hampshire's tendency to crash, and when he crashes, he crashes big. So yeah. um, that's why I put McAdoo in front of Hampshire on okay. that uh, that lineup. Um, but as far as Sexton and McAdoo, I think they're both great outdoor riders, and. Uh, you'll see you know flashes of speed out of them all summer long oh absolutely i i fully expect uh chase sexton at times to be making his own kind of uh statement as to why he deserves to be considered the the the, the best guy on geico uh and maybe even the best guy in the series um with the the basically this being his second full year racing outdoors uh he's super fit he rides with the right guys i think he's got a great support system around him, and he's going to be looking good in that brand new uh, uh, shift gear. So uh, that, in and of itself, might carry him to some more podium finishes than otherwise what would otherwise happen in the alias stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, and I definitely, I don't know what you thought about that alias gear, but I was never, never a fan of the look, and yeah. I, I really like the looks of the shift stuff. So I think uh, the team's going to come out with a new look and a new attitude, and. You're going to see a lot better results before the end of the year. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was never a huge fan of the Alias stuff. Uh, I never like saw some Alias gear and be like, yeah, I want to spend my hard-earned money on that. And that, I'm being completely honest. I, I, um, I, I'm very picky about my gear. Uh, and there's never uh, like a, a look or a colorway that just popped. And I'm like, ah, that stuff. That stuff's what I want. So, um, yeah, just never like really, really connected that, that brand. It's, it's a shame to see brands come and go. Um, but of course in the sport of motocross, uh, seems like the, the biggest players stay around forever. And then there's a kind of a revolving door of smaller brands that come in, they, they, they make a splash, they, they leave. Um, like, uh, I'm reminded of like alloy back in the mid two thousands. Uh, same thing with industries. One Industries, uh, as as well as um, I think that was all kind of actually tied in together. Um, as, as well was uh, what are the the No Fear gear, which of course uh, was was ran by Geico for uh, a number of years. Actually, they were on uh, No Fear gear and then switched back to uh, Fox for a bit, and then eventually landing on Alias for the longest time. But um, yeah, I I, I think uh, Shift is a is a good look for those guys and. Uh, uh, I think uh, that might just be the tipping point to uh, to help them get uh, to that next level of where they want to be. Uh, one team that never has to worry about looking good is the Troy Lee Designs uh, Red Bull KTM team. Nice segue on my part. Um, this team, other than maybe the polka dot gear and that that, that purple and silver one that uh, I, like no, no one was a big fan of, 
these guys always look good. And uh, what yeah. also looks good is being up front. And I think they're going to be doing a ton of that with Alex Martin and uh, Jordan Smith, who I think are probably the two biggest players on that team. Yeah. Um, I, I used to think McElrath, but uh, I think you're you're exactly right with Jordan Smith. I think he's uh, he's got the speed. I think he's going to uh, surpass McElrath on that side of things. Um, McElrath will have his weekends. I mean, he's got his tracks where he's just dialed. But uh, Alex Martin, I think, is going to be the one that carries the torch for that team all season long. Mm-hmm. And um, he's you know he's one of my title favorites. Absolutely. He's he's one of the uh, most um, technically sound, fundamentally sound uh, motocross riders in the 250 class. Um, he's He's got a great repertoire of, of skill set. He's got a great skill set. And uh, I honestly think that um, when he's on, when he's confident, and when he knows that he can go to the front, he, he has the ability to go there. And he's proved it to himself. And I think all it really took was uh, that one summer where he was on, uh, it was the Cycle Trader Rock River team, when on inferior equipment was uh, like leading motos, uh, be getting up there and and really showing his stuff, and he's only just gotten better and better equipment ever since. So uh, I think he's in a good spot that way. Um, yeah, the one thing that kind of sticks out to me last year uh, with uh, Shane McElrath and Sean Cantrell, the other two riders on his team, um, I like uh, high expectations for both of them. Uh, both of them at at one point ran quite high, um, but uh, like in, with two podiums in motos from from Shane McElrath, but like 10th and 14th in points is, and, and having raced all the races is, is kind of a, just a head scratcher to me. I think it, it's, uh, it just proves that, um, the, the, like when you have your bad days, they're really bad. And, and, and your great days are maybe like the, you don't maximize those, those great days out on the track. So both those guys really need to take a step forward because I think as far as I know, they're both uh, looking to uh, get contracts at the end of this year. Yeah, and you can't forget about McElrath. He had that hand injury from the, the champagne bottle late in the season. Okay, so I think yeah, that's why he, he missed uh, several rounds because of that. So um, he was well inside the top ten prior to that, I think. I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was, what, the second last? That was Bud's Creek? Uh, second last think round? So, I think Is that's so. when uh, like, um, AC won that race, and it was... Yeah, I think I think that's what that race was, and then that would have been the second last race of the year, I believe. Second or third last race. Either way, Southwick sticks out in my head, but it could have been Bud's Creek. I think it was Bud's Creek. Southwick that, that doesn't sound right to me because I think Southwick was earlier in the year. Um, but either way, um, I think I he. Had, Shane McElrath needs to have a much better season than last year. Uh, I know he's fit. He uh, he he rode his mountain bike away from me on one wheel, uh, the rear one, um, with ease up a hill, uh, with barely breaking a sweat. So I know that he's in shape. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that um, him and honestly Sh- Sean Cantrell. I think this is a make or break summer for Sean Cantrell because um, a rookie season, uh, 14th in points. Uh, I think they were hoping for maybe a little better from him. Uh, and then this last year in Supercross, um, I, I can't, I can't off the top of my head think of his best finish on the on the year. I know he led laps, he stayed, up, he was up front periodically, but 
this is a big this is a big summer for Sean Cantrell. I think if, if this doesn't go well, uh, I think you could easily see him on a. Uh, I don't think he's on factory equipment next year if he's if he's still struggling. Yeah, um, he, yeah, I I can't agree more with that. And I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't even recall hearing his name mentioned in Supercross. So. Um, I guess shame on me for not uh, being a little bit more up on him. Yeah, honestly, I think the only uh, like the, I think it was the first race of the year when um, Osborne ended up winning. Was it Osborne? I think so. Um, and Osborne ended up winning, but he like chased down uh, ch- Chase for or yeah uh, or um, Sean for like three laps, and he couldn't get around him. And then once he got around him, Sean went off the track, and then. That seemed to be the like kind of the mantra for the rest of the year was uh, going off the track and, and not not finishing races. Uh, but honestly, he, the, the, obviously the guy's got speed. He's on a top level team and may uh, may very well be a better outdoor rider than he is an indoor rider. I know he showed lots of speed last year, uh, led some laps into some races, and he's a good starter. So that definitely helps him out. But I, like honestly, I expect him to be. Uh, maybe not uh, as far back as 14th last as last year, but I don't see him as uh, anywhere close, anywhere further ahead than maybe 10th overall in the series. And that's just being honest because um, there's a ton of talent in this class. Um, like there's like someone's got to get 10th, and uh, when you line all these guys up, um, the reality is is that uh, you you may have five guys that can win races, but out of those five guys, one of them is going to get a fifth at the very best uh, if they all have their best night. And um, there's there's one guy that I'm thinking of that probably uh, will be on the, uh, the the higher end of that top five more often than not. He rides for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. He goes by the name of Zach Osborne. He carries that big, heavy number one plate rolling into the first round this weekend. He is not going to be racing in the 450 class. He'll be defending that, four, that 250 title. And um, he might not be your favorite to win this championship, but he's my favorite to win this championship. The number one, Zach Osborne. I never said he wasn't my favorite. I've got <laughs> three guys that I think are all capable of it. He is, he's my third guy. Um, I think... Him and both Martins are going to battle it all summer long. Really? Okay. Then. Well, I, I, I you're like yeah, I was maybe like because you said you, um, uh, Jerry Martin was your pick for the championship. So I uh, thought maybe. Yeah. But uh, sorry, yes, he's he's one of my title favorites. Enough, Him and Alex and Zach both. Um, I think they'll they're all consistent top runners. Um, I think they'll all have a weekend where they finish outside the top five just due to tough luck. Um, but I, I definitely think week in and week out, you're going to see those three names a lot on top of the board. For sure. I think like it's going to be, um, it's, it's going to be those three guys and everybody else. And obviously other guys have good days. They'll get in there, but consistently, consistently, I think those are your top three guys. Um, and uh, as we move down the page, I think we might uh, throw one more guy that might uh, uh, have something to say about it a little bit more frequently than others. But um, sticking with the, the Husqvarna guys, it's uh, honestly, other than Zach Osborne, it's a team full of question marks. Um, much like uh, a Sean Cantrell, uh, Mitchell Harrison had a, a Supercross series you probably wouldn't want to write home about. 
um, didn't finish a lot of uh, of the races. Uh, I don't. Th- I think he maybe had one top five throughout the entire season, and um, just not exactly what the. I don't think what the team was expecting of the guy. He's never. He's national number thirty, um, and uh, he showed speed to possibly win uh, Supercross races in two thousand seventeen. Uh, two thousand eighteen, we didn't see that in Supercross, um, and I, I can't for the, for the life of me remember uh, too many opportunities where I saw him running up front outdoors last year. Uh, I believe he got a. Uh, he ended up uh, one podium last year in a moto, but um, other than. Uh, other than that, like, what do you expect from uh, from Mitchell Harrison? Like, I, I I expect him to be on the back half of the top ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm, personally, I'm not expecting a lot. Um, other than Osborne on that team, my my other I guess pick would be Jordan Bailey, um, rookie year coming in his first uh, pro pro debut race. Um, Another one that I've seen at the ranch, he has got uh, some serious speed. Um, for a rookie, I don't think he's going to be on your March Banks level, but um, I definitely think he's going to be another, um, you know, eight, nine, ten guy, and you'll see some, you know, four or fives out of him, sixes even before the year's out. I think you're right. I think. Uh, um... He's a kid that he needs to make a splash in his rookie season. I think he has the ability to, and uh, if he can kind of fly under the radar of uh, not being that uh, guy under the microscope over at um, at Rockstar, I think that's a, a great little environment for him to kind of just do his thing, very workmanlike, and uh, and maybe even uh, um, just just go at it and. And, and just and just ride, just do your thing, because uh, all the all the attention over on that team is going to be with uh, Zach Osborne and uh, and also with uh, the the guys that are racing on the 450 class. But um, I think I think it's a great opportunity for uh, for Jordan Bailey to uh, like exactly like I said, just kind of uh, do his thing. And, and I expect I honestly I expect podium motos out of him. I think uh, rookie season that that would be kind of like a a high watermark for him. And I I don't think that's out of the question. No, not at all. Not at all. Not uh, that that kid's definitely got it going on. I think. Absolutely. And now, now to roll over to a team that uh, uh, might be in the two hundred and fifty class, uh, lacking a little bit of luster. Um, the Auto Trader uh, Yoshimura Suzuki team, J- JGR Racing. These guys uh, in the two hundred and fifty class, um, they race on. I wouldn't say an, it's it, it's an old platform. Let's be honest. In the 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 two hundred and fifty from Suzuki. But uh, not only is it a uh, uh, a bike that may be uh, lacking a few ponies, they really only have one guy racing in the in in the class is Justin Hill, who uh, did not have uh, the best uh, 2018 um, or 2017 outdoors. I think that after that Supercross championship, there was a little bit of a hangover, uh, not a literal one, but just uh, not as prepared as he wanted to be, and maybe not the attitude needed to go uh, 30, 30, 30 plus two, two times a day, or two, yeah, two times a weekend, every weekend for a whole summer. Um, and, and that's like, not, not to fault the guy, there's not everyone can, can do that, it's just to go out and win a Supercross championship and then turn around and, and, uh, and absolutely go ham on uh, some outdoors. But uh, that being said, um, 
the the 46 machine is going to have uh, his work cut out for him this summer. Like he's going to be the, he's going to be the only one testing on that bike. Uh, maybe Filthy Phil does a little bit of testing here and there, but for the most part, I think he's going to be on a 450 until at least uh, Muddy Creek. So uh, I think uh, Justin is kind of up against it a little bit, uh, other than the fact that, that he he hasn't forgotten to ride a motorcycle. Um, I think uh, he's taking take, he's going to take this summer to uh, see what he can get. Um, I don't think he's like, he's thinking championship, but, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I've got a giant question mark for this entire team, uh, with Hill, you know, he's never really shown much for outdoors for me. I mean, I've got no reason to, to, to pick him as a, a moto winner, let alone a, you know, a, a podium finish for the year. So, um, it, to me, the the only thing I see going on for the the 250 team is maybe the rookie Enzo Lopes coming in. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I've, I'm big question mark for that team right now. Absolutely, I think that uh, there 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 might be a power struggle there between Enzo and Justin as to who the big dog under the tent is going to be in the 250 class. Um, Enzo, uh, he's a uh, he's a young, up and coming Brazilian racer. He's won uh, a number of championships in in, in Brazil. I believe he's also uh, knocked down some uh, um, some runner ups at uh, Loretta Lins, which are he's right on the tails of some really impressive uh, amateur racers. So I think he's got a, he's got a lot to prove. Whereas uh, Justin Hill, uh, maybe he uh, and I wouldn't say he's rest on his laurels whatsoever, but uh, like he's he's put in the work needed to secure himself a 450 ride for next year. Uh, so maybe not the same uh, um, same push, same drive. Uh, and I think you're going to see evidence of that with uh, some finishes that, um, yeah, may, may not be something that uh, you want to put on that old resume when you're uh, looking for sponsors at some point. No, not at all. I think there's going to be several outside the top 10 finishes. Yeah. That's uh, that's unfortunate for him, but uh, honestly, maybe we maybe we're totally fucking wrong. Maybe we don't know a damn thing, and uh, and and he just comes out, sets the house on fire. I doubt it, but um, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Um, <clears throat> I would love to be wrong. I like Justin Hill. No, but, I do too. Uh, I think he's good for the sport. For outdoors, I just I can't I can't pick him right now. Yeah, I just need to see it. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's uh, that's a show me state thing. I, I need to uh, I need to see some top tens. I need to see some top fives. I need some uh, some laps led, maybe even a whole shot or something like that, to uh, to change my mind. But uh, as of right now, um, the the guys on the on the yellow bikes will be in tough. Uh, moving on to uh, a manufacturer that used to be yellow, now they're blue, and uh, this time last year they also had a different energy drink, the Monster Energy. Yamalube Star Racing Yamaha Yamaha team uh, is um, is is led by none other than Aaron Plessinger, uh, a rider that has now not knocked down a Supercross championship, but he somehow doesn't find himself well within the top three of our uh, our expectations. Um, I have my own reasons, and I'll, I'll uh, illustrate them after you give me yours. He'll be. He'll have his weekends where he'll go out and just dominate qualifying on a, a soft rutted track. Um, he'll have some solid moto finishes, and I mean, he'll even you know he'll get some moto wins, possibly even an overall here or there. Um, but uh, I, I don't uh, I don't have him being a title favorite by by uh, 
the same same picks as my other three. They're just they're too solid when it comes to an outdoor track. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I um, a, a great skill set from Aaron. I think that he does have the the the, the ability to run with anyone uh, anywhere. Uh, but uh, um, the rutted tracks are obviously something that he absolutely excels at. Um, but uh, the, there's He'll a lot win of Crawfordsville. In, yes, I'll call it right now. He'll win Crawfordsville. Yeah, you can stamp that. Like it, there's um, there's not too many cha- uh, t- pro- trophies in motocross that you can just put a name on the uh, on the plaque along with uh, 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 the uh, the description of where where the, the trophy's coming from. But with him. Uh, I think you can you can pencil that in right now, and also I think at least a moto win at uh, at at Washougal. I think you could also um, you, you could you could pencil that in uh, right now as well. But um, I think that just inconsistency is something that I haven't yet seen outdoors from Aaron. Uh, maybe that changes this this year with a different attitude and uh, and working towards uh, at so, uh, at some point during the summer he's going to be a dad, which is kind of cool. Uh, which may be a, a, a distraction for him this summer, but uh, either way, the kid's—he's fit, he's got the right attitude, and uh, if he can reel in that consistency, then he makes that uh, that battle that, that that three pack at the front maybe a, a four-headed monster. But uh, then, of course, those four guys taking points away from each other uh, every race. Um, like, if say if you if you have a bad day and you go four four, and one of you those guys goes one one. Uh, last time I checked, that's a swing of about ten points, twelve points. Uh, which would be uh, detrimental to a championship effort, but um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, time will tell whether or not he can um, get the consistency he needs. If he can get it, absolute uh, a, a, a title uh, threat. If not, uh, I think uh, fourth in the points is kind of where I kind of pencil him in right now. Um, I could agree and I could disagree. I mean, I could see him being four, five, six, um, probably more fifth, six. Uh, didn't even take into account the having a kid thing. That will definitely be a distraction. Um, that will definitely throw off his game um, mentally and uh, just, I mean, emotionally. I mean, he'll be tired and just drained. So that will uh, that will come into play later in the season as uh, as it progresses. Absolutely, it will. And uh, and that kind of uh, lets us proceed to the rest of the. Um, uh, Monster Energy, Yamalube, Star Racing Yamaha team, uh, which is a bit of a skeleton crew right now. Uh, Dylan Frandis uh, will not start the season uh, healthy. Uh, I think he's still recovering from his injuries that he sustained during the uh, the second round, I believe it was the second or third round, uh, when he was in Atlanta, uh, breaking a jaw, breaking an arm. Uh, very unfortunate. He'll be out for a, sh- a short period of time. Uh, the beginning of this season, Colt Nichols, no timetable on his return. Same thing with Mitchell Oldenburg, which I'm I'm super bummed about because I know that um, he's got speed and, and the kids dealt with a ton of injuries. That's a bummer. Um, but uh, what do you make of uh, Justin Cooper? Came out last year, led uh, led laps, looked good, and uh, he's your 2017 Horizon winner, uh, which kind of makes him. Um, yeah, he's 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 got uh, he's got some potential, um, but uh, but what do you expect from Justin Cooper? I I expect big things. Mm. Um, I think he's another um, multiple moto winner. Maybe not an overall, but I think you'll see him with uh, multiple um, multiple wins and definitely some multiple podium finishes. 
Absolutely. Justin Cooper, uh, someone who definitely has the speed and um, like other than some some injuries that he's kind of dealt with throughout the Supercross season, uh, if he's 100% healthy, I think you can definitely see him uh, taking a swing at some top fives, some uh, some podium finishes in motos, maybe podium finishes in nationals. And maybe you're right, uh, by, by the end of the summer, easily could be one of those guys that uh, is looking at moto, moto wins. Uh, and he's definitely prepared for outdoors because uh, he's, been, he's been off uh, for quite some time. Um, that's, the, uh, that's, that's basically all the, the heavy hitters and players from the 250 class. We're going to move over to 450s in our next podcast. But before we go, uh, let's give the top five for uh, like uh, top five in points by the end of the season. Um, I'll go first. I'll go uh, Osborne, J-Mart, A-Mart, uh, Plessinger. And in the fifth spot, I think that Austin Forkner is uh, is someone that I can. Uh, I, I think that he's going to. He's going to end up fifth in points. I think you could probably flip flop uh, him and Plessinger, but uh, that's my top five. I, in no particular order. Well, no. I'll, 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 okay, I'll go. Uh, J Mart, Osborne, A Mart. Forkner and Justin Cooper. Justin Cooper. Justin Cooper out uh, uh, outperforming his teammate. That to me is uh, is gonna. It would be a surprise, but uh, definitely not outside of the realm of possibilities. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, we're gonna uh, throw do the four fifties right away, but that'll be a different podcast. Matt, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, before I let or before we get off of this call, uh, I know you work with some pretty cool companies with some of the bike builds that you do. Lay those down for us so that you can kind of uh, give those those guys a shout out because um, they help with a ton of uh, of your really cool projects. And who, if you're not already following Matt Weller on Instagram, you need to do so because that's dirt bike eye candy that everyone needs to see. Well, I appreciate it, Brad. Um, I guess. Starting at the top, one of my biggest um, contributors would be Rocky Mountain ATV. Um, they help me out uh, just about every way possible. Um, Pro Circuit, I get a uh, great deal with them on all my exhaust. Um, beyond that, um, some of my companies here that I work with and for, uh, Vertex Pistons, All Balls Racing, um, All Balls helps me out tremendously on some of these builds. Um, Works Connections and uh, UFO Plastic. They've um, all been big part of uh, the most current build. And um, outside of actual, you know, bike parts, um, K3 Restoration, who does all my vapor blasting and uh, cleaning, and then uh, Curry Custom Coatings. They're pretty new, new in the game with powder coating, and they've started doing uh, Cerakote, so they've been doing some pretty cool parts for me, bits and pieces, kind of make it a little blingy, so uh, we'll see some big things from them, I think, coming down the pipeline. Absolutely, those guys do some cool work. Every time you post pictures of that stuff, I just want to unbolt my uh, uh, Kawasaki 125 two-strokes motor, send it down, get it looking all pretty again, just so I can bolt it back in, and uh, frankly, just look at it, because I don't belong on a 125 right now. 
<laughs> Neither do I. I'm I'm trying to get down to good uh, prime fighting weight before I start riding this year. Heck yeah, you and me both, my friend. All right, well that's the that's the two fifties. Appreciate everyone for listening, uh, and uh, and stay tuned for our four fifty review. Should be coming out in uh, around. It should be coming out the same day. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be uh, back with the four fifties soon. <laughs>